listen in. Thanks for doing just that. Music. Music has some sort of magical, maybe mystical thing happening. Mystical. mystical. That couldn't be more sucked in. I love it. I love it. You see, I want to live life better, unless I'm in some sort of funk and all I want to do is wallow. Songs, artists, musicians, lyrics, they help me in all sides of life. They're like lifts in my shoes. I walk a little taller, my shoulders are on my back. Yeah. Bring on life. Bring it completely on. Bring on life. So I'm full of questions and I listen in. Luckily, or hopefully, I travel with a recorder and open SM58 microphones. You've got questions? You've got questions? I've got more. I'm Frank Jenks. I began listening in with a syndicated radio program, interspersing conversation pieces with songs and subject matter. And now, I just want to offer this fullness, the greatness, the insight directly from rock stars to you this way. I'm not sure if a day goes by since this interview that, that I even thought of it fondly. Andrew McMahon was full of life and thoughts and energy and positiveness that our time with microphones filled me with hope. And that music, no matter how poppy or how cool, can be filled with more purpose than most would give it credit. I so completely loved this conversation with the lead singer and main lyricist for Jack's Mannequin. I mean, can you tell? And I hope, I hope you get an inkling. This was recorded in a greenhouse at Frederick Meyer Gardens and Sculpture Park in Grand Rapids, Michigan on August 31st, 2011. All right. Hey, so what do you, um, what do you pay, pay attention to most in your life now? I mean, you know, probably, you know, my, my home and my career, <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? I, I guess that's a pretty, that's got a pretty right. wide berth there, but, uh, right. uh, you know, I think it's, it's kind of a, it's kind of a combination of, of, you know, making sure I'm still making really great art yeah. and that I'm inspired and that, you know, and that I'm, I'm, I'm tending to what's important back, back at home, you know, yeah. every time I get the chance. What, what makes you want to make great art? Is it because you want to touch other people or you want to relieve your soul of things that are going on inside your... It, it's probably more the latter, yeah. and, but followed pretty closely by the former. Yeah, you know, okay, I, right, right. I, I think, you know, for me, since I, was, since I was, you know, really, really young, I mean, even as young as like six, seven years old, I had started writing poetry as a means of, of you know, just talking, talking through my day okay. and whatever. Right. Um, and so I always felt like this instinct to to create as a as a reaction to to daily living, you know. And then when I create as a reaction to daily living, oh, cool. Yeah, I mean, I, and interesting. I, and, and then as as I, you know, I lost a family member when I was nine, and it was the first time I'd ever experienced death in, uh-huh. in any way, and it had this profound impact on me. And I started to play the piano and sort of sing and and that's where i think i found that early poetry was kind of like oh this is uh, it was the yeah. the kind of precursor to writing songs and and uh and since then it's just been kind of a a, a, a gut reaction you know I, I think as you do it for a lot of years sometimes you get into a rut where you 
you think you have to do it because it's a part of your business or a part of your, yeah. you know, or, or, or right. for the sole sake of connecting or, yeah. or, uh-huh. or you know, and, and so that's, those are the times that get tricky, you know, when the, right. the fact that I do this professionally actually can cloud the, the intention behind why right, it right. gets done in the first place. Right. Um, but I, I think in those moments, especially, I kind of try and make a point to reconnect to why it is that. Yeah. I even started doing it and why it is that yeah. I, I enjoy it. Do you think back and go, wow, I was nine years old and, and profoundly affected by death? Yeah. You know, because I, I think, I, I'm just going to say most nine-year-olds aren't moved by it. They're just like, oh, okay, yeah, what's was, on TV? I was very conscious of what it was when mm. it happened. You know, I, don't, I, I really cared a lot for It was my, my mother's brother, and I, oh, I, wow. I really... He was kind of this figurehead, yep. like he he uh, uh, he was he was the producer of the the, the Jane Fonda workout, and he was one of these okay. big kind of he was kind of one of these 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 big entertainment industry types, and he was so much fun going over to their house. They had the the big screens and the swimming pool, but ultimately he was just this really funny, sweet, yeah. uh, amazing dude. And, and right. so when he you know wasn't when all of a sudden like, and I didn't really smell you know spend that much time with him you right. know, as a kid. You know, yeah. it was just like we got to California and be like, oh, we get to see Uncle Stu. You know, right, right. Um, but but I remember when it registered, you know, when when it registered that he was that he was gone. Yeah. Um, yeah. It just it, it, it. I I mean, I I think I cried for like a week straight. Is that because you guys were were you a religious family? Were you were you brought up like in a church that said, okay, you know, there's an end to life and you need to. I guess make peace with your maker or something. I mean, was there something like that, or was it just? I mean, I you're never de- going to see the guy again. I was definitely raised in a religious family in a in a sense. You know, my mother was a, was a Catholic. My dad was, I, I guess, at that point, probably agnostic. But I think it was more. No, it was just more that I missed him. You know, mm. like I just I just knew that this was a person who I, as you know, for for the limited time that we spent together, that I really enjoyed and admired, and 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 one of the one of those adults that it was like, wow, that's a, you know, like, that's a cool guy. I want right, to be right, like that yeah, guy, right, right. you know? And then, so all, I think I just realized, that, you know, and, and, and it affected my, you know, affected my family really deeply too. So I think, you know, we, we sort of, you know, there was a lot of grief over it. Yeah, I had a friend of mine commit suicide in high school and I, and I don't know, maybe it's just my protective element inside of me that every time somebody has died close to me now, it's like, they just sort of moved away, right? And I think I'm going to see him again. And now that's, that doesn't mean that I think there's a, a awesome heaven out there and all that stuff. Although right. I kind of hope there is, of course. Right. <laughs> but uh, but I still feel like I can talk to him or at least communicate, even though I don't know if that's the spirit world in me or the spirit right. world that's out there and amongst all of us. Well, I'd say later in life, and I granted I've, I've been lucky not to have you know have lost too many people too close to me right. in, in my in my you know later years here so far. Um, but but. I definitely, I think I have a little bit more of a realistic grasp on, on life and death, you know, especially considering just, you know, my brief brush with it, I suppose. Yeah. Did you, did you then think, wow, I might end up seeing my uncle Stu? You know, truthfully, I, no, not really. I'm not a, I'm not a, uh, I have a much different perception of what the afterlife is, you know what I mean? At least for for me, you know, and again, I, 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 you know, I've got, I've got nothing but respect for how people perceive these things because I think that whole, I, I think it's a subject that, that everybody has to arrive at their own conclusions on. But for me, I, I, I think, you know, he really illustrated to me what I believe the afterlife is, which is like, here's a guy who passed away. Um, and in his absence, I, you know, as one person that, that was affected by him, I started creating music. I, it set me on a path 
in a trajectory for my entire life. And now 20 years later, this is what I do for a living playing right. shows for people and having people come up to me after gigs and, and tell them how, you know, the music we play affects them, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I right. think in that sense, it's like, there's a very tangible line of connection and, right. and living on through other people right there that I can already connect with, you know? And so I, I, I sort of have always felt like maybe that's how we live on is, th- you know, through the, the ways good both both good and bad in, in which we touch people so do you think differently uh spiritually now um prior to being diagnosed with leukemia and pulling through it and did the, and did that make you sort of search what what life is all about spiritually and, uh, and come at a different conclusion because of it you know i think i had i at the point i mean if, if it maybe it maybe solidified some of my opinions about mm. it i i think truthfully i had you know a lot of a lot of what occurred you know when I got sick you know I had leading up to that point had been uh, you know had been searching a lot yeah you know and I a lot of that record that that the everything in transit the first Jacks record in some ways was attached to that search I, you know yes, fully um, fully about searching I yeah think. and and so in a weird way when I found out that I was sick kind of a, a, towards the tail end of that journey you know mm-hmm. I, I think. I had already sort of arrived at some of these conclusions, and I mean, granted, those things these things are malleable and they change with time. Sure. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, I think it it sort of made clear to me like, okay, this is why it's worth fighting to to live, and and you know, but I, I didn't have any you know major epiphanies as far as like you know. Uh, right, Jesus know, is sitting next to me, and he's lifted no, me yeah. from the sickness of you yeah, know. Right, right. That didn't that didn't happen. Yeah. Um. What do you think pulled you through mostly? Was it was it medicine, doctors, family, friends, love, God, sister? You know, I mean, all of the above, really. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was uh, it was a very peaceful time in my life. Surprisingly, you know, I, I I think people are always shocked to hear that, but I I think you know when you when you come close to something like that, you realize that there's really there's only one thing to do, you know, which is you know which is to to survive, and mm-hmm. so all of a sudden, all these other things, the elements of you know, well, will my record do well? And, and what's right. the next song? And, and, right. and you know what I mean? All that right. stuff, just all sort that of superficial it, stuff, all that right. stuff just falls away so quickly, you know? Um, and that's sort of a good thing, isn't it? It was, it was beautiful. I mean, yeah. I actually, I think that my, that my biggest struggle with, with cancer was, was when I got better, <laughs> you know, like, and, and, and when a lot of that peace disappeared and then, you know, sort of set me back on the road to, to find it again, you know? Oh, wow. And, and, and uh, yeah, which is you know, I, I, yeah. I it's a you know, I I, I, str- I struggle to explain that to people because I think a lot of people are shocked when they hear it. But but uh, um, but yeah, I think I think you know, in that sense, it's like I was very open to the world around me, you know, and there was a lot of love coming my way, and there were a lot of people pulling for me, and and I had doctors who cared and, and right. wanted to get me better, and I had, you know, I had this transplant for my sister and my my parents stepped up in a way that i just was like so moved and and my my you know girlfriend but future wife at the time you Mm -hmm. know uh, you know you know they just everybody just rallied you know and and i think in that sense uh you know it was a it was a it was a it was a group effort i I also wondered if maybe making the documentary gave you purpose to Maybe extra purpose, you know what I mean? It's like I have a project here I need to finish on yeah. the good side of it. Well, you know yeah, I mean, I, mean I, th- I think, you know, strangely, though, the documentary was really not even a thought in in the time that it was being filmed. Mm-hmm. It was really just a video journal, you know? Right. I mean, I had filmed 
you know, the, the previous nine months I had filmed, mm-hmm. uh, well, I guess, no, probably it was like November. I got that camera. So yeah, about six months yeah. leading up to being sick, I was filming every day of my life all day long. Right. Right. You know, just, right. you know, your, it became your own personal long, long form Twitter. Uh, yeah. It was, <laughs> Twitter it was feed. yeah, it was my, it was, well, you know, but it was, you know, I wasn't really giving, giving out it, the footage right. know, per right. se. It was just this thing, you know, and it was like, uh, I, I knew I, for whatever reason, I was going through this really serious transition and, and I, and I wanted to have it locked, even if it was on a bunch of tapes in a dra- drawer, which ultimately it was, at least I knew it was there, you know, right, and I had, right. had documented it. Yeah. Um, so what, yeah, when I got sick, it was like, I'll just, I'll just keep filming, yeah. you know? And, yeah. and, uh, you know, and I stopped at one point when it was like, okay, this is, this is starting to look like a snuff film or something. But, uh, <laughs> well, not, not precisely, I guess. But, right, right, right. But yeah, the, um, but yeah, I mean, that's, the documentary ultimately, I think, was, a, was the beginning to putting it behind me, I guess, if nothing else. Do you think you had to get sick to kind of get your priorities straight? I do. I think I... It's kind of a weird I, thing I, to say, isn't it? But no, yeah. I, I, I do, and I don't think I did for a while. Yeah. You know, I think I... I regressed almost immediately after being well enough to, to, you know, to, to party and, and yeah. drink and, and have fun again. I like, I really sort of. So you were the heart I, attack victim right back into burgers. Pretty much. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I, you know, it's, it's something I, I, you know, it was taking a little while to admit to, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Cause I think it was always lined with this knowledge that it wasn't necessarily, that I wasn't necessarily going in the right direction. Um, but yeah, I, I sort of reverted almost almost immediately. I mean, I, you know, I, I said it with pride at the time, but you know, I took my last cyclosporin anti-rejection medication with a shot of Jägermeister, you know, wow. and and uh, and yeah, and I, I think those next few years were became pretty tricky. Well, was it sort of a big f you to to cancer and go? You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna live the exactly the way I want to live. I you think know. I think what it was was it was this. Uh, I really resented the fact that eventually that 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 upon my um, sort of right at the end of my road, you know, it's like I I had felt some I had felt such a sense of purpose when I was making everything in transit. You know, mm-hmm. I felt such a sense of like I know what I'm doing. I'm 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 out here alone, kind of figuring this out. But but I'm making my way back. You know, to you know to my my. My, my girl who I was separated from at the yep, time and, right. and, 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 you know, I had really found the heart of my music again, you know, which I had started to drift from in the later years of something corporate. And, yep. and, and I was doing that while I was kind of on this like bender, you know, but right. it was like, I was 22 and, you know, it's yeah. like, I mean, it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't so dangerous per se, you know, I don't want to paint like a, like a picture right. of like, you know, like you were strung out all the time. Yeah, right? yeah, no, but, but, but I was, but I was partying a lot cause it was fun and I was a kid and, and I was, I was making money and I was, you know, and I right. was spending money and I was, I was having fun, you know? Right. And, and so even though I felt like when I ended up in that hospital bed, like it all sort of made sense, I think my reaction when I when I was well enough to to kind of put both feet back on the ground was like I like I hadn't finished that yet or something, um, and it took me you know it, it really until the last year or two to realize like you know it's because I wasn't the the the, the way I was going to finish that was was going to be in right. a hospital room for another reason probably right. you know right. And, and, right right and I think I you know and I think I figured that out it took me it it took me like I said these the the, the few years of recovery and and doing the glass passenger and and mm-hmm. and all that before i sort of you know like you know last summer kind of smacked myself around a little bit and woke up and i was like okay dude you're you're gonna be 30 soon and yep. and and 
you've you've got a lot of good things going on. Like there's you know you don't need to to black out every night to you know make a point of that. I guess. I thought a really cool song off of uh, Everything in Transit was Hol- Holiday from Rio. Oh yeah. And I, I wonder if you were writing that from trying to let go of of you know sort of that you knew you were living in the superficiality. Yeah. Right. And trying to let go of all the busyness that sort of stuck you in that area, you know. I, th- I just thought yeah. it was interesting. I mean, holiday message. was like holiday was really this. You know, it was sort of the. Uh, I mean, it was the impetus to that record. You yeah. know, it was it was the thing where I woke up one day and I was like, I'm I'm going to assume this this new identity, right. not, and not you know not out of out of a, a not a false identity, but like almost like there was this thing that had been repressed in me somehow. Interesting. And, and, oh, wow, yeah. and you know, and all of a sudden I was, you know, I was waking up to it or something. And, and yeah, it was, it's certainly an escapist kind of love song, you know, sure, right, in, yeah, yeah. In, in a lot of senses. Um, but I think it, it also foreshadowed the reality that, that it, it was a holiday, yeah. you know, yeah, and, it, yeah. and, and it couldn't go on forever. Well, and I think maybe that's why you wrote I'm Ready, too, right? Because, yeah, <laughs> right, I mean, it almost dovetails right into it for me, you know what I mean? You're yeah. in that confusing sort of life that's going on, you're, you got to turn it around. Yeah, I mean, all the all those songs were like sort of the precursor to what happened, you know, like I yeah. recorded I'm Ready, and I recorded Holiday from Real, and Bruise sort of before before I had made my, my and I, or at least written them, before I had kind of decided to disconnect from everything uh, okay you know and that was you know i'm ready was you know my life has become a boring pop song and everyone's right. singing along you know right. it's like um so you're really searching for meaning full tilt i mean aren't you yeah i mean that was that record i mean that whole thing was yeah. just it, you know i mean i think that's what all these records have been about i think that one that one you know managed i think in a lot of senses to to strike a really great balance between between sort of the uh, uh the difficulty of that yeah but 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 musically, it was sort of this this manic, kind of happy sounding thing, you know, which I think made made right. all of that struggle seem seem fun. And, yeah. and at that moment, it was kind manically of, happy. I like yeah. I like that idea, right? Yeah, because, I mean, it was definitely the thing at that. Yeah, point. right. Why Why do you think so many people connect with uh, the mixtape? Um, you know, I I think because it's really it was really focused and it was really. Uh, true you know I, I you know I was able to I think at that point I, I you know I had you know been separated from my uh from my my girlfriend at the time and and I I think there's a lot of color and texture and visual attached back to something sort of an emotion that's a little more abstract you know mm-hmm. it's like you know the, the this feeling of like loss and I want to be with you but I, but there's something that keeps us apart. But it didn't stop me from, right. from you know, from, you know, you know, going by your house that day, or it didn't right. stop you from breaking into mine to get something. You know what I mean? Like right. I, I, and I, and I think you know, like a, like a lot of the songs on that record, there was a really strong visual attached to the emotion behind it, and I, I think it made it easy for people to just sort of one put themselves in my shoes, but two, you know. It, it, feel what it's like to to be in those shoes if you yeah. know because i'm sure you know these are things that exactly you know if you're 13 you've probably experienced you know do you think you have a different definition of love now um i think i think i have a little bit more of a understanding of it maybe hmm. you know I, I i think i i i've started to learn the the, the differences between 
this idea of of falling in love and the idea of being in love mm-hmm. um, and I, I think that that's a point that that truthfully really is is kind of the the uh, uh, the centerpiece of of what people and things is about it's yeah. sort of that you know whether it it says it exactly I think it that's kind of what the search on this record was about you know and 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 uh it, it did help me to define love in in my life for sure i love the idea in my racing thoughts off off yeah. the people and things because i think we're all kind of messed up it's yeah. kind of where you where you go but we need we need that partner in life that yeah that we can lean on when we need to or 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 to shake us around when we need to be sh- shaken yeah and i think in which, in which case like racing thoughts is definitely yes. about just right. that um i think there so much of my my life in the past six years has been confused you know what i mean i i, I, I in a word and not in a, not in a bad way it's been it's been awesome i mean right. I, I you know it's like i've 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 lived a lot in the last five or six years. You know what I mean? And I've learned a lot. The awesome um, confusion. Yeah, you know. Wow. But I, cool. think, but I think that there's also, uh, there was an element to this record that it was like, I don't want to go, th- I mean, I'm, always, I'm happy to go through my life questioning things, mm. but I don't want to go through my life confused about things. And I think there, there was so much caught up for me in, in this idea of how do you write about this, this more ref- more refined but in a sense rawer version of love you mm-hmm. know one that like that you know that really allows you to to, to sort of explore if you choose to you know right. and um and i think with with a song like racing thoughts and songs like television and i you know i, I kind of decided well you know what everybody talks about love from this place of like you know i'm falling in love or i'm falling out of love you know mm-hmm. but it's so it seems like there, there's a lot fewer songs that talk about the work, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, and that talk right, about, totally know. and that talk about, you know, what it's like to f- to really fight for love, right? You know, and and I think you know the, the, at the heart of this record was that fight, this this idea that like, okay, now I'm I'm here and I'm in it, you know, and right. it's like. And I and I, I've struggled because I talked to my wife about this, you know, and it's like, am I, can, should I talk about this stuff? Right, like, I don't know right, how to talk yeah. about this record, and you know, because it, it's kind of exposing in, yeah. in a lot of senses. But I, but her and I, you know, we in our first few years of marriage, I think we struggled to figure out the, the balance between what I do, between my recovery, yeah. uh, you know, and it was a very kind of selfish time where I was really caught up in a lot of like my stuff, yeah, you know, and I think I missed the point for a while there mm. that 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 she was there to 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 help me yeah to with share my life stuff, with right you know? to share life with yeah and it made our first couple few years pretty rough you know and i mean it, and yeah. it, it was there was always happiness in there but but it was always kind of like you know not to say teetering on the brink of falling apart but just teetering on the brink of a fight or a yep. or a or, or you know or an argument or or some sort of misplaced anxiety yeah. for my part um yeah and I think I really wanted to be honest about that in this record because I, I got the feeling as I started to talk to my friends who, you know, were in similar situations, like that this is something, this is, this is a transition that a lot of people struggle to, mm-hmm. to, to strike the balance, you know? Yeah. My, my wife has said many times that the falling in love part is fun. It's great. Yeah. That chase is, you like to be chased and blah, blah, blah. But, but this, this work of love, you yeah. know, kind of is, 
it, it is beautiful, but it is work. Yeah, no, and, and, it, can, and it can be hard, you know. And I, and I, and it's funny, you know, you, you if you don't if you don't choose to strap in for it, like things fall apart. Really I quickly, agree, you know, and and. I was always, I was always there, you know. But I think I've always thrived on drama, you know. It's been a, it's, it's, it, whether it's been placed in front of me or I've invented it, you know. And and you got to find a way, I think, when in life to 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 live without that sometimes, you know. And and mm. in a lot of senses, I think I think the challenge to me on this record was like, how do I talk about these things? And and when it's done, you know, ultimately end up in a place where my my feet, both feet are on the ground, and I'm in the middle of my art, and I'm and I'm creating mm. regularly, and I'm and I'm inspired regularly, you know. And how do I find source inspiration where it's not all about drama, you know? And yep. I and I think that that's that's the mission that I've been on, and I I feel like I'm standing there, you know, as a result, and I'm pretty happy about that. So so we're yeah. We're in the midst of this beautiful Meyer Garden back room with all the plants. We're in a greenhouse. It's definitely a... It's, yeah. it's my first interview in a greenhouse, and it's kind of cool. cool. Yeah. It is sweet. How about that huge plant right there? Know, is, that, right? is that the coolest thing? Yeah, it's pretty amazing. It's like, could I have one of those in my yard? Yeah. Is, I, don't, I, wonder if it can, I wonder if it can live in a yard. Maybe you could live so. in your garden in California. I have those, yeah, I have those in my yard, actually. Oh, oh, not okay. that big. Yeah. Uh, I think it might... Uh, it's not an agave. I'm not sure what it is, but it's a desert. I think it's a desert plant, though. So I think yeah. it can live just about anywhere. Yeah, it's sweet. Where are you going with Release Me? Because that's, you know, I, I think it's about the pressures in life and of life, but we must let those things go right. to live life. Right. It's such a, it, it feels paradoxical, but it, 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 it can work. Yeah. I think, you know, I, along the way on, on this album, you know, there were, there were some, some roadblocks in the, in the business world and in the, yep. you know, in, in, in just in, 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 in getting along with people in, in, in my life, you know, there were, there were, there were a couple of, you know, touch and go moments. You know, my whole goal with this album was like, we're, we're passenger. There was so much of that on passenger that mm-hmm. it really just created a lot of false starts on that record. And, and, and a lot of that record was made under duress. My goal with, with release me was, was ever not with release me with, with this record yeah, in with, general with was to not, place the creative in the center of some storm you know and, and so there were there were moments on this record that that i i think i i had the kind of like where this, the tension just built so in such a frantic way that it was like mm-hmm. i i got to the end of it and it was like the record was supposed to be done in january and now i'm i'm back in the studio i'm, I'm working, working more right. you know and it's like and it, it was actually, it was great. It was the best thing that could have happened to the record. But there was certainly a moment where I was like, I am done with this. You right. know? And I, I, I believe in it. I'm ready for it to be done. And Release Me was kind of that, like, you know, just the, the, the building up of all of these months of, of, uh, of the things that build up when you're, when you're creating something that, that has kind of a high, high, stri- you know, high stake attached right. to it. Right. Um, and and a lot of that was literal. I mean, it's a lot of it's figurative too. But but there is a literal like, just please, like mm-hmm. I'm at this moment is past. I'm ready. I'm ready to move forward. Yeah, my fuse has said I'm pressing go. I love yeah. that. Yeah, sort of. You know, and that was yeah. the deal. It was like I, I'm and and I and there was a you know there's always pressure from the record company at the end of the at the end of an album to do another song. I feel like that's like something they teach you in A&R 101. When the band turns <laughs> in the record, always make sure you ask them to do one more song. And I, and I, and I understand right. why, because a lot of times the best songs come out of those. Out of that the, pressure-filled moment. Totally. Right? Yeah. Um, 
But when it happened again on this one, I was just like, all right, yeah. here we go. You know, and, yeah. and so I, and, and, I'll play the game. Actually, you should just be holding a couple of songs right, right in the back seat and you go, oh, yeah, I'll go back and work on those. And you just go home and take a nap. Yeah. And go, here you they know, are. But, but, I, but I, I'm always down for that challenge because I think a lot yeah, of times the, write, the writing assignment stuff can really lead to like a sort of stream of consciousness that like uh, that can be that can that can pan out really well. No, you know, I've talked with a lot of people. I mean, Ed Roland, I'm thinking of specifically here. Yeah. It's just like he'd take the record back to Atlantic for Collective Soul and they'd go, we don't hear the hit or we don't hear this. Right. Or we don't hear that. And it's like, OK, goes back and he's just I don't even know what that song's about. All I know is I had to write it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's that kind, yeah. of, that kind of weird pressure that 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 makes art. Well, yeah, I, I you know, and I think I think there's a lot of good art made under pressure, you yeah. know, and I think I think, frankly, the the major label game is yeah. in a lot of ways about surviving under pressure. You know, mm. it, it, there's no there's no question about it. It's not it's not pointing a finger at the labels by any means. Right. You know, it's what we all sign up for. But when you have a huge company looking to 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 you know somehow continue to survive because your art survives it, it can create a, it can create a dynamic that that can be scary for creativity and i think mm-hmm. a lot of people buckle, buckle under that pressure hey the song amy i want to jump to that uh to kind of jump over television yeah uh but i, I think there's a I, I love when people write about loneliness yeah because i think there's a lot of it out there yeah i agree and i, I think that's where you're going down on that that road for somebody yeah i you know it was one of these songs i wrote um i wrote that song and and people running in nashville with my buddy matt Teeson from a uh, reliant oh, k yeah i love matt yeah and um and it started you know we 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 went out the night before matt's definitely been like an old old friend of my of, yeah. uh, you know like from you know our the party days yeah. you know on the warp tour and stuff and us you sure. know, going out in 08 and having a lot of fun and and we we had talked a lot about getting together and just seeing what happened if we tried uh-huh. to write some songs sure and, and um you know i woke up in the morning in his uh in his guest room at, in his house in nashville and was walking around on these creaky floorboards and looking <laughs> out at the snow on the ground i mean very literal i mean the intro yeah. is very literal and very visual and, yeah. and um and i think you know we were in two very different places in our lives when when that song was written you know both of us you know you he, I, right. I was i was standing very you know very much in the middle of my relationship and he you know i think you know not to yeah. tell his story for him but i think at that moment he was kind of in in a in a bit of a wander in a search mm-hmm. mode yep. and so i think in a way it really kind of made it possible for us to talk about this idea of lost love from two really sort of distinctly yeah. unique angles right, you know? right. and you know I think I think there's a reality to like anytime you regardless of marriage but if you're in a relationship you know you you you, you do drift into these thought patterns that involve people that you've been with in the past you know sure, I, I, sure. you know I, whether or not that's that's a a smart thing for me to admit or not it's true you know <laughs> yeah. anybody who says otherwise is a liar right right you know and I I think we wanted to talk about that idea of this this intangible you know this this intangible thing this love that's sort of that's out there in the distance and you know you're never going to see them again and you know mm-hmm. that that's never going to be a part of your world again right but it's still in the back of your yeah head. yeah or it's still twirling around in your heart somehow or yeah, another right absolutely whether yeah. and, it, and that doesn't mean that you're still in love with that right. person but i think there is that but but that certain people along your path are yeah. going to touch you in a way that that you know just because you've moved on doesn't mean that that 
there isn't a feeling there to some right. extent. You know? Yeah, the opening line for people running, uh, we are just people, happy, happy, happy tangled lives. Yeah. But it goes on to what I think is great is we are only chemical and skin barely strapped in. For this air-conditioned drive. Dude, that yeah. is... That is great stuff. Well, part of that was, yeah, I, 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 my, my cousin, who he and I are, are really close, and he's, he's sort of one of my sources for great art and inspiration. And, and he, uh, he, he was reading the excerpts out of Herman Miller's Air Conditioned Nightmare, which is a very kind of critical look at, uh, at America. I think really? got, I want to say the 60s maybe. He was an oh, okay. expat that came back. It could have been wow. actually earlier than that even. Um, but I, I loved this idea of air conditioning as mm-hmm. such a metaphor for for humanity you know especially you know this comfortable sort of sinking in while the world burns outside or something you know and and uh but i also wanted to talk about you know this i this this human search from a place of like there's the reality of all of us searching but there is a reality to like things are in, in a lot of senses the way they are right. and the way they will be and you can change what you can change but to to live a life sort of pent up in frustration and anxiety over what we can't change right. uh, even while you watch it before your eyes and you're not pleased right. with it uh, is, is a dangerous way to live too and I, I think that that was sort of you know why I, I you know why it, I included. I mean, I wrote the, the title of the album. People and things came before the song. People running, you know. Right, and I, right. But I wanted to write a song. You know, I like that the second. You know, the top of the second verse that we are just these people, such tragic little things. Yep. You know, but but followed by kind of what I think is the best bit of comedy on the record. You yes. know, the line about taking your girlfriend to a drug deal and falling in love. Yes. You know, like <laughs> I saw because I think that that's that's real. You know, I mean, and and I, I think we got. You know, uh, I wanted this record to be rooted in reality well you know i i found a, a piece from the you know we're just people running around and i'm in no hurry to figure it out yeah because there, there's a part of me that's this tortured guy still trying to yeah. i want to figure all this stuff out and don't and and you know don't paint don't paint it black i want to figure i want to yeah. see everything you know but i don't i mean my dad died when he was in his 80s and he didn't figure it all out no so i don't know if your uncle Stu did or anybody has really i don't think anybody does i think that you know i think the people who get closest, you can almost you can almost spot them in a crowd because they just look a little bit better off than the rest of us, you know. Um, yeah, somebody who's really comfortable in their shoes, you know. Yeah, what I, mean? I, I think the people who understand it best are are the people who who know what fights worth fighting and know which ones to let go of, you know. Yeah, wow. I, I, right. I, I really do, I, I, and I I struggle with that every day. Sure. But my best days are the ones where I can, you know, smile at some of the 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 the. the wackiness of what goes on in this world and 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 try and let it happen and do my best to at least project a a, a positive uh, a positive vibe in hopes that people will latch on to that and, yeah. and it'll in affect some sort of change yeah. in that sense you well, know? one thing that i'm still trying to learn is is, is to enjoy this journey that yeah. is life rather than have this end goal you know and try to enjoy yep. the journey i think that's what you're where you're going with with uh, hey 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 we're all gonna die absolutely you know is we've we've got a I mean, pay I, attention, if you will, right? Yeah, I mean, well, the, with that song, it's like, I mean, that was an old holdout from the Glass Passenger, but I didn't finish it until after yeah, I had I saw the completed the record, you yeah. know. Um, but I, I sort of love the idea of just as starkly as humanly possible telling the stories, the story of of what led up 
you know, the, the days leading up to when I got sick, you mm-hmm. know, and because there's been always been this, there's been this grand obsession, uh, over that, that period of time in my life, you know? And, and so when I wrote it, it was like, this is what happened. You know, I, I was, I was in Philadelphia. My voice was really starting to get bad. The whole label was there. Cause all of a sudden the records buzzing and people are getting excited and, mm-hmm. and I'm driving to New York because all of a sudden there's a whole bunch of press for the album. And, and, and now there's, you know, and it's like, and the whole time I'm like, I'm, I'm in the van driving back to the gig and I'm shaking and I'm like, and I don't know why. And, and, but right. there's this inertia to this whole thing, but that, you know, and that each verse you just get to the chorus and it's like, you know, Hey, 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 you know, yeah, and, right, I, yeah. and, I, and I love the idea of celebrating that. Like, this was maybe arguably the issue thing that happened to me, right. you know, uh, but the things happen to every one of us, you know, and, and, and in a way I think there's, you know, you get put on a pedestal when you go through something like this, yeah. you know, and you, especially if you're already on a pedestal, like, like musicians and entertainers are, right. then you go through this and then people all of a sudden turn you into like, right. you know, into some other thing that just isn't re- reality, you know? And I, and I, I kind of like that this song sort of takes the piss out of that a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Well, is casting lines somewhere in that vicinity too? Yeah, well, I think casting lines was, was in a lot of ways, is, is sort of like the most sort of like existential thing on this, right? You know what I right, mean? Yeah, it, that's, I'm it, wondering. You know, I, I wrote that song for like a, as a TV show theme. <laughs> Seriously. I this existential yeah. TV show theme. I, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm glad that at the end of the day it was Bob Dylan who ended up beating me out for it. But but uh, uh, right, yeah, that's a beautiful thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was it was sort of the there was actually strangely enough to tie back to television. There was a moment when my my friend and I, Jaron, who I wrote television with, mm-hmm. we wanted to write a song about our families, our parents, and 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 we really, I mean, this was like we started out and it just drifted into this other space when we couldn't pull that off, you know? Right, okay, and then this TV show called Parenthood approached me for a theme song. And, and I, like, I like taking these kind of writing assignments. They rarely pan out. You've, m- music supervisors are a hard lot to please. Okay. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just the reality. But, uh, but it was almost like, oh, wow, somebody else is like, th- this, this, this idea has come back up. Like, yeah, right. So it came back from another place, but, but somehow you know, it, it's back on my, on my doorstep, this idea of like trying to write, and I write a song about family. Mm-hmm. You know, not you, the, the kind of family, you know, that like, you know, you, marriages, I mean, are, are, you know, are rooted, but I think people have really, you know, that, that institution has taken a hit. Yeah, right. <laughs> you yeah, know, right. Over, over, over many, many years. You can't unwind from family. You right. know, you can't unwind from your parents. And so I, though I'm not a parent myself, when they came to me to, about the song, I was like, I want to try and write a song about being a, a son, mm. you know, and, and right. being a brother. Interesting. And, and it developed into, I think, a bigger thing. But, you know, it was very much about the, 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 how we all have these divergent roads. And even in a family, you know, you end up, you know, I, I've been a known wanderer. But, but you know, I, you, you can't escape your family. You know, yeah, I think right. even when I did transit, I was like, I was barely talking to anybody in my family for a while. It wasn't because I didn't love them. It was just because I was like, yeah. I'm out here. Woo. Yeah. You know, like, and, and finding your own feet. Yeah. And then, but, but th- being sick all of a sudden brought me right back to their doorstep. And then these were the people who were like, therefore, yeah. They, I mean, they, everything, you know, they got me through it. Yeah. You know, I was li- sleeping on my parents' 
couch all day long and they were coming back from work to make sure I was, you know what I mean? It was like, right, yeah. you know, and, and so I, 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 in a lot of senses, I, I consider casting lines a song, you know, that I wrote for them. Hmm. I was also into the song Restless Dream because I love the idea that we become obsessed, I think, sort of with something internally and never speak it. Mm-hmm. But yet we, we, we drive around with it sort of on the front burner all the time. My, we don't share it. It's my favorite lyric on the record is, uh, it's funny how the words we never say will turn into the only thoughts we know. Yeah. Look what I underlined there. Yeah. It's definitely, I That's mean. That's exactly it, man. That to me, I think, in, in a lot of senses, is, is one of the truest things said on the whole album yeah you know um powerful and again that was i i wrote that was another writing assignment kind of tune but that was mm-hmm. that was the the most quickly i've ever written and recorded a song ever i wrote it in the morning before i drove to the studio and recorded it that day and finished it that day um and and i i think i just you know i found myself connecting to this thought of of you know uh, the way that the way that and i always have looked at my life as a road and a journey with a lot of side paths and <laughs> you know and a lot you know what i mean and a lot sure. of these kind of like you know it's just i, I just have a very kind of vi- visual sense of of how life yeah. spans you mm-hmm. know and I, I think you know we go on these these other roads and and oftentimes we realize okay that wasn't the right one i'm going back i got i got the main path now this is i'm, I'm on it you know but the things that you find out there inform everything mm-hmm. uh, and and I think that that's that that's sort of where this song lies for me on this record yeah well do people like Amelia Jean that song yeah. title do, do somehow they have to escape to go find life yeah I mean they just can't find it where they're at yeah and I mean it's and, always out there yeah I, you know it's and it's weird it's like the, the Amelia Jean you know is very much like a, a in a way a reference you know, back to, to my wife, you know, I, I mean, ultimately like I, you know, the, the, the beginnings of those words were like founded in a, in a bar in Richmond, uh, after I had driven, you know, nine or so days across mm. the country, um, very much with the permission of my wife, you know, like yeah. I had gotten in my car, I was going to go to Vegas for, uh, for a couple of days. And my, my best friend was living in Vegas at the time. And this was during passenger. And I, the, at that point, uh, nobody, you know, I thought the record was finished. I thought Passenger was finished, and I started mm-hmm. playing it for the record company, and they didn't agree. And I had had, at that point, I, was, I had an A&R guy, uh, a label president, and another label president. And all of them right. had div- differing opinions on where the record stood. <laughs> and, and I was, you know, I had gotten up to like, you know, nearly a hundred thousand dollars in the whole of my own money right. paying to make this music. Cause they, they didn't, right. they didn't support it at the time. Right. Wow. And I was just, uh, I was a mess and I, and I was like, I'm going to, I've just got to go, I'm going to go pick up a keyboard in Vegas. I'm going to sit in my buddy's house and just write some songs and just get out of Los Angeles. And I got out of LA 10 minutes and I was like, this feels so good. Really? I was like, this feels so good. Just driving. Yeah. And I called my wife and I said, I know you're going to think this is crazy, but I think I just need to drive to drive for a while. And she's like, you're not leaving, leaving. I'm like, I swear. No, I'm not leaving. I'm like, I'm just driving. Um, and, and she said, of course, go do it. You know, and that's kind of, a, and I, in a weird way, I mean, God this is a song that didn't end up on that record. It ended up on this record and it ended up on this record because I think, you know, there are, there are songs like that, uh, like Amelia Jean and Hostage and Platform say, Fire, yeah. you know, th- that are, 
that are very much about this idea of the 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 deepest form of love can be this ability to to let somebody leave to find themselves so that they can come back more complete you know yeah. and and the thing is i've always been a bit of a loner you know and that's just a reality of my life you know mm-hmm. and and i've always been a, a troubadour and i you know my, yeah. my, i moved every three years growing up as a kid you know i i i i find comfort in constant motion yeah you know and i think that that's been it's been a part of my relationship you know for 10 years uh with 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 my wife that that's something that i that, that the understanding of that is so paramount mm-hmm. to to our 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 relationship you know and mm. and amelia jean it's like it's this story it's like i I did. I drove to Nashville when she got a call from her sister and her sister's going, what the hell are you doing letting him drive right. around the country? You know what I mean? And, and, right. and, and, and I felt like when it came to recording this record to leave it off would be so crazy because, right. you know, in a lot of senses, I made a second trip back from Richmond on this record when I had my meltdown during this album, okay. you know, and, and, and ended up back in California um, and on what I consider my return voyage, you know, two, <laughs> three years later. Um, but but that you know that that's wow. just been a part of my life for for a while. Yeah, I just wonder. You know, when my wife and I, I always think I can help her fix things, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm saying, stay here, don't go for a drive. I'll help you fix it. Right. When really the best thing just might be. Yeah. It's okay to go for that drive, and even if it's two hours or maybe it's two days. Yeah. Right. Or it's two a, weeks or it's two a months. Beauty, I, I recommend it to anybody. You know, yeah. I think, I think, the, there's something beautiful that happens when you drive and by yourself, mm-hmm. you know, and, and when you finally get to a, a road that's a little more open and you're not worried about your speed and you're just kind of like cruising. Yeah. Well, at least for me, it's like, it's almost meditative. It's isn't totally it? meditative. It is yeah. my purest form of meditation is driving. Really? Wow. Absolutely. And, and you know, but I, but I, I, I think, you know, there's, there's a, uh, there's a thing where people are afraid to be alone, you know? And I, I think you, we find ourselves buried and, technology and buried in, in, in so many things these days that make it easy to be distracted. Right. But right. I, I've found that in a world with constant sort of stimulus that the most stimulated I am is when I turn all of that shit off mm-hmm. and get in a car and drive. And all of a sudden I feel like the truth kind of just fans out before me, you know, and, and, and it, truthfully on both of these albums, the last two albums, glass passenger mm-hmm. and, and, uh, people, people and things, things, this moment of, turning all of the phone, the turning the phone off and, you know, and, and leaving the computer at home and getting in the car and driving for days have, have really informed the process. Yeah. I'm afraid, you know, like into the wild would be, you know, a little too yeah, that's attractive. Maybe. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's, I see that's a, for me, it's like, I'm so tethered, you know, and I, and I, and I love people so much right, and, I, yeah. and I, and I, and I, it's, it's, it's how I reset the, it's almost how I reset myself hmm, that's interesting that's I don't, cool but I don't think I don't, yeah I don't think I'd ever be in the Alaska wild by myself for too long you know? yeah I think too long is the problem right and even the, the end line of the movie right is uh, it's better if we share things or whatever it was, yeah you know? I mean there is something about sharing this space yeah well there's know? a difference between searching for something and you know and becoming a, a, a recluse or something yeah right, I think they're, right they're two very different things are you seeing your own life from uh, from, uh, from a distance in in uh, platform fire um from a distance that's, it's an, interesting, kinda, kinda, that's an interesting question yeah yeah that's yeah. i mean i like that um 
I think, yeah. I mean, I think it is, it is sort of a very holistic view of my, my world. Mm-hmm. So in that sense, I guess you could say it's from a distance. You know, um, it, it's an interesting thing to be an entertainer for a living. You know, I think, uh, I mean, it's an awesome thing. It's the best thing. It's the <laughs> only thing I'd want to do. Yeah, it's, it's who you are. Um, yeah. Uh, but it certainly changes the way you live. And I think it also... It, it, it creates at times a disconnect from other people because you you see yourself as different or something from time to time. And I I, I think in a sense this song was was started maybe as a you know as some sort of uh, expository statement about that. And and ultimately, like everything, you know, kind of you realize along the way that it may be a different lifestyle, but that. We all are kind of, we all do the tightrope walk in our day to day lives, right, you know, right. and and that's why I think it made it, it made it feel okay to talk about this and not feel indulgent or mm-hmm. look at me on the stage kind of thing because I think the last line is really appropriate. It's you know I'm a man on a wire and you're talking me through where yeah, I think is that right. like, juxtaposed against all these other yep. lines about you're here for the view that are a little bit more indulged mm-hmm. and and, right. and whatever. But I, I I think yeah it tells a pretty honest story about. You know, there are there are nights where I'm up there and 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 I feel unhinged and and mm-hmm. I and, and I sort of right. yeah and 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 I always manage I think to keep it together for the most part, but that's not that's also because there is this this vision of home that that mm. that in a sense you know every night I go out there and do it. It's what I love to do, but it, it it's it's a part of my road home too you know and 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 i i think the fact that touring has found its way into my life the way it the way it has it's like it's such a metaphor for 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 my life you know this this idea of the wander and the return the wander and the return you know uh, it's it's constant yeah yeah just jacoby from uh from papa roach just said he said we're just hunters and gatherers we go out we hunt and gather and we go back home and i can see that it's got that was an interesting uh, scenario too right yeah Hey, the, the thing about driving, I, I loved it in uh, To Go to the In Valley's EP. Yeah, oh, yeah, I love uh, it. Yeah, that's a cool at idea. full speed. I mean, mm-hmm. right there, it seems like y- y- you see, you see, I see, maybe you see what you want, mm-hmm. but you're out there searching for it too yeah. and not knowing exactly what it is, but it's, but it's around you or it's in you or whatever, you it's, know? It sums up a lot of passenger for me, that song. Yeah. You know, um, I wish I had found a, a, a bigger home for it, you know, I, and I wish I. I, I wish I had played it more when it when it came out. Um, yeah, people but it's will a, find that's it. A, it's a, the ones who sad, need to find sad, it, I think, will find it. That's a sad song for me, you know, hmm. in a lot of in a lot of senses, you know, because I was so lost for so much of that record. You yeah. know, I was just like, it was it was it was the hardest time in my whole life was making hmm. that record. You know, and all and, alone on a road going nowhere. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a know, heavy line. Yeah, and it just it, it, it uh, you know it it for me. That song it says a lot about what that was what that was like, you know, yeah. because okay. I, I, I really I, I think I was so lost because I thought I would be so found at that period of time in my life. You know, I thought the aftermath of everything that had happened, you know, following transit and everything, I thought I would be on a on a beach and the, with the sun coming down <laughs> and, that the, and that life would be this beautiful thing. And I yeah. like, you know, we talked about earlier, I went Answers so hard. would fall on you. I went so hard the other direction yeah. so fast that it just that it just 
I, I quickly, you know, I, I found myself trying to gain ground in such a forceful way that I, it, that it was, it was impossible to gain any, you mm. know, and, and even when I went on that first road trip, the end of it was, was me in Costa Rica on a vendor. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like I, I wound up in a foreign country, like a mess, you know, and see, that's when I think your wife has got to say, now, wait a minute, I let you go, but I didn't let you go to Costa Rica to go on a bender. <laughs> She did. I'm just saying. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm I just saying. That's what I would was, say. That dude. was the part of the. That was the part of the road where. Yeah. I mean, I as I got to the East Coast and I was like, wait a minute, I'm just not ready to come back. And I, I, I met up with a buddy and I was like, let's let's. Oh, meeting up with a buddy is not good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was on this very Kerouacian kick or something, and and uh, <laughs> and uh, and I called and I said, oh, you know, I, I think I'm gonna uh, dump my car in in. Uh, in Virginia and put it on a truck and then, and then, uh, fly to Costa Rica and fly home. And that, yeah, that was definitely the moment where, where it was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> and then, yeah. and, you know, and, and that, and, and, you know, and, and we had a really honest conversation about like, you, she's like, well, what about when I want to do this? You know? Yeah, right, right. And, and that's where the, the line yeah. though, you know, Amelia Jean, I'm sure you'll get your turn. Yeah. Right. You know, like right. it, it was, it, you know, uh, it was, it was a tr- really tricky it was a really tricky time. What happens when you're in that selfish mode? And I, I'm, I'm yeah. throwing that on you, no, right? No, it's okay. I'll but take it. When you're, in that, when you're in that place, because I even think when I'm making that phone call, I'm go, I know I'm in a selfish place, but IGD deserve it. Right. You know what I mean? That, and that's kinda, it kind of it masks everything that I think that I'm supposed to share with somebody that I love is, right. is my own um, selfishness for, for the sake of... I'm an artist. I got to do you gotta this. Got to get yours. It, yeah. Yeah. Right. You know. And I, I don't. Yeah. It's fair well, or unfair. I don't know what. It's a fine line. You yeah, know. Right. And I, I think, I think, art is a you know creation can be a selfish enterprise. Yeah. Right. You know. I, I I think, you know, it ultimately I think it results in 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 a in a serious sense of giving. You know, when when things are complete. But when you make things for a living, it's very easy to get caught up in your sure. own space. And I'm not really proud of a, a lot of yeah. of the selfishness that came out of that period of time in my life. I'm I'm not at all, to be honest, you know. And 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 I think this record was sort of a reckoning of that. The, you know, I think yeah. I think people and things was was me waking up to to sort of I, I think the element of that that was really unhealthy and wrong, and and sort of trying to put that down in a place and say, right. okay, like you know, in a weird way, I think people and things is a, very much about that period of time in my life, yeah. you know, and, and playing catch up, you know, because there was so much I couldn't, I didn't talk about then because I was so caught up in, in my recovery and right. my thing in this selfish right. sort of right. moment, um, or, ha- or handling a moment that shouldn't have been selfish, selfishly, I guess. Yeah. I, had, yeah, I wonder, but, you know, but, I, but I, but I, you know, you, at some point you have to forgive yourself for, yep. for things, you know, right. and, and I, I, I think, you know, in in that sense this album is kind of a love letter you know in the same way that transit was you know it's a deeper sort of different kind of love letter but it it, you know it's it's very much you know trying to say okay this is what this is how this all began you know but like i like that casting lines is the last song on this record because it 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 says like for all this wreckage and for all of the carnage along the way like we do come home you know and I, i think a lot of this record was about 
the completion of that journey that started with transit and it was a selfish journey you know yeah. I, i'm proud of a lot of it but there, it was it certainly put me on a road alone and on a lot of days yeah i think i feel the uh uh in the song cell phone yeah i think i feel a lot of that uh pent-up frustration about life yeah in that right we mean you even talk about you know i'm slave to the wires or i mean i'm you know i know i'm not alone in a world full of vampires and stuff but yeah but i can see when, when all that feels like it's all around you and surrounding you mm-hmm. I got to go to Costa Rica right now because I got to get the hell away, it, it's, you know, and I can see why it, it, we get to that place because we're, we're merely human, you well, know, at the end of the day. No, it's true. And I think, you know, it, when art and business collide, I think a lot of artists get scared, you know, and yeah. I, I think, you know, you, you, you know, a lot of these, uh, you know, if you look historically at the times where I've felt the most pressure and, and I ultimately end up running, it tends to be when I start waking up to the fact that the things that I create ultimately add up to dollars for other people, yeah. you know? And, yeah, right. and I, I yes. try and distance myself from that so much and I'm, and I'm so afraid of that and, and letting that necessity to commodify my music uh, drive any form of its creation scares the shit out of me you know yeah. and and most of the times i get in that car and disappear for a couple of weeks is when it's like i because i i feel like people are peering in too closely or something. sometimes convinced i have the world to carry every day is a war right there right yeah. i mean when you feel like when you feel like quote unquote so many people depend on you mm-hmm. that's that's a heavy burden dude hey yeah. you want to talk about a couple of songs off the dear jackie p therefore yeah you know um i guess that title track right really you're you're writing to the 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 younger kid that you knew that had leukemia mm-hmm. right yeah but really searching for strength and hope and yeah this was a whatever it is can pull you through he was a really uh he's really great this this great guy he was the uh brother of a, a close friend of mine and he had he had had a you know a, a bout with childhood leukemia growing up and and it, it was years before i'd even met him um and when i met him i was in high school and he was probably in elementary and middle school, wow. you know, and I was really close friends with his sister. Um, and, you know, I think like, you know, I, uh, God knows what happens when a kid is subjected to that, to the high dose chemotherapies right. and radiations and all the things that go along and how that affects their, their, you know, their, their process of growing up and, and, you know, learning it, you know, your first memories being in a hospital fighting for your life and all those things, you yeah. know, are, are it's pretty intense. And I, I wrote it for him when I think he was going through a little bit of a, a, a rough patch in, in mm-hmm. his life. And I had always felt really close to him. Like, you know, like he was, all, I never really had a little brother. I was the youngest of five, mm. you know? And so I had sort of always looked at him as a little brother. Um, and so when he was struggling a little bit, I wrote that song for him. Mm. Isn't it interesting how, when we look back on our life, what was put in our path to get you to leukemia and through leukemia, right? Yeah. That kid, your uncle Stu, that, all that kind of stuff. It's really yeah. I mean, before, I just that's when I have to go. There must be something beyond just sort of coincidence. Yeah, I think less than I a year so. before I got sick, maybe maybe a little more than a year, I had put this tattoo for my uncle on my arm, and his whole mo- motto was to be positive. You know, that was yeah. like his, when as he was dying, he's like, "Look, I know this is gonna be hard," and he he had a videotape of himself, you know, mm. on his deathbed, telling people like. You need to be positive. This is going to be hard, but you, right. all I want wow. my legacy to be is a legacy of positivity. And I had that tattooed on my arm facing me. Wow. And Love that. when they installed the first w- wire into my arm. You haven't put it there? 
that's just where they had to put it. Oh, that's so beautiful, isn't it? Right through the words, be positive. Again. You know? It's still right on, isn't you it? Know? So any fights with your sister since... Uh, nah. Have you been all... all um, all thankful and grateful for obviously you know she she gave so much too for you but yeah but i wonder you know when you say you go back out on benders and stuff does all of life get back to well I hey think, you're pissing me off in this area of life and it's like mm, wait wait a minute i saved your life no my you know <laughs> so i go to there there katie kind of that thing yeah uh you know my sister and i we we grew up together and we were really close growing up you know i i, I um you know we went through a lot of stuff together as 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 young people um you know, and, and, you know, she's got all her own battles too, you know what I mean? And, and, uh, yeah, don't we all? Yeah, no. And that's, and that's the thing. And I mean, I wrote that song for her, you know, when she was dealing with something, you know, mm. and, 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 and then I finished it for her cause I, I'd written it and I really liked it and, and, and thought about recording it, but never really finished it. And, and then all of a sudden I got sick and then all of a sudden now she's the, She's the match. Right. You know, this, this serendipitous, insane, like, right. could not have the odds right, more right. stacked against that being a potential reality. Yeah. And, and it becomes true, you know, and, and, and uh, I don't think that there's anything I'll ever be able to do to repay her for that. Sure. You know, I, I really don't. I, almost but you would have done the same thing for her. Oh, absolutely. You know, I mean, wouldn't we all? Of course. You know, yeah. um, but I think in so many more ways, I think that that is a, even a, greater representation of of her in in my life period wow you know i, I yeah. really i really do she's That's she's always been so beautiful such a giver you know what i mean and she's always been uh such a fan of what i do and so uh and just so um passionate in in yeah. her in her looking after her younger brother you know wow. and always there to prop you up yeah and the fact that the fact that this ended up happening i think it in a, in a, in a, in a, in a weird way, I, I think gives her, you know, it gives her the edge on me, no doubt, as far right. as, as far as our, our, our care of one another. But I, I think it says a lot about our relationship too. Who do, who do you think when, when you found out you had cancer, who do you think took it the hardest? Was it, was it you? Was it your sister? Was it your parents? My I parents. mean, yeah. My parents. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Have you talked about it now? Mm-hmm, yeah, Because you probably all had to be strong then, right? Yeah, we absolutely. But, uh, you know. I knew, I mean, it, it, it was impossible not to know how much, how, how afraid they were and how hurt they were, you know, they were, I mean, they were so strong, yeah. I mean, beyond strong and they, they, yeah. they, they always have been, you know, and that's kind of been, it's informed a lot of my life, the, the strength of my parents, um, at various different stages of, of my growing up, but, yeah. uh, uh, but it broke their hearts, you know, yeah. and I, 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 you know, I, I think only now have they really started to recover from it. Hmm. You know, did, did you ever give up and other people let you not give up? Was there ever a time when you think, well, this just might take its toll on me? And I, I think, I don't think I ever gave up. No, I think, uh, I think there were moments where I, where I, where where it got the best of me i think uh you know my my wife uh you know my she was my girlfriend at the time yeah and soon to you know be fiance um she she was i think in a sense the least afraid she just knew it wasn't gonna happen Mm. you know and it was 
and it, her confidence was awesome. Mm. You know, I, I don't know how else to explain it, but I, I you know, it's I contagious. That, I think. Too, yeah, right? I mean, and we, you know, we it rubs had, off. We had had a history of, of I mean, you know, she, you know, carried a lot for me over the years, you know, and 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 I think I found myself in a position, you know, where it was it was it was easier to tell her sort of those darker things, you know, just because we were, you know, in, yeah. in the room together when it was quiet a lot right. of the times, you know. Right. Um, but she just had this sort of unwavering, like, no, it's just not, it's not going to happen. Did you ever feel disconnected from your body? Like, okay, I have to heal my body, but I am... N- yeah. I mean... Uh, or even now still It's maybe. hard to explain. I disconnected isn't exactly the right word, but there was a point where there, there were several points where I would have to leave my body to... And, and I mean, yeah, absolutely. It was a huge, a huge uh, part of the recovery for me was, um, was rooted in meditation and yoga. And, and I had these two amazing women uh, named uh, Larissa and Marty who would, who would come and visit me in the hospital and we would do, uh, we would meditate and we would chant and we would uh, stretch if, if my body was permitting and, and all these things. And they gave me these incredibly powerful tools to, to do a combination of things. One, leave, leave my body and inhabit my, my mind solely where things could be positive and not hurt, you mm-hmm. know, and, and then also to will my body and my cells and everything in me to work and, and to, right. and to harmonize with all of this medicine and to, to, to feel it, you know, travel your veins, but, but, but ask it to, to travel positively and to, right. and to heal these, these, these spaces. And, and that was a, you know, I say it was a huge combination of, 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 amazing western medicine and really great eastern meditations and philosophies that that helped it all work yeah i wish you would put that in the documentary you know i mean because i think um i think people miss the idea of what it is to control kind of help move positiveness through our bodies well even like you know i do yoga almost every day yeah um and and the other day I had this like really transformative class where this, this yogi came to one of our shows and she, it's, she did this incredibly rigorous form of yoga called Ashtanga yoga with us. Um, and, and I, I do yoga all the time and, but, but I sometimes disconnect from why I originally started doing it, which is like when something hurts, I can, I can use my brain to, you know, and, yeah. I, and I remember I'm in this posture and my, my back is hurting so bad. I'm like, I, I'm, I'm telling her, I, I think this is bad. I don't think this is good. She's like, it was my, it was my left hip. She's like, what is it? You're, I'm like, it's my left hip. Something just feels right. She goes, think about your right hip. And I, and I, and I immediately, I think about my right hip and all of a sudden it's like, psh, everything, it, you know, the power and of the mind is unbelievable. Isn't it, it? It can, it can, it can make you better and it can make you sick. I believe that, you know, and and the power of positive thinking and the power of, uh, of, of belief is so huge, you know, that when you choose, and I'm just learning this now, but when you choose to believe you're injured, you are injured. When you choose to believe you're sick, you are sick, you know, and, and it, you have to make choices along the way that say like, okay, I, I have this thing, I can own that, but I also have to 
wake up every day right. and find a way to navigate through it and 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 be as happy as humanly possible and i think you know these are lessons that with me i i find and i lose and i find and i lose and i think that that's sort of what living is is like just trying to live as close to the the positive as possible and remember these things but i mean i guess that's in everybody's day isn't it yeah but you know i mean to me that is it's just the spiritual way of living right yeah. is is we're is if i guess i think when i'm weak i try to say okay if there's a spirit out there god or whatever yeah bring me back to positive mode yeah and there are other times when i know i'm there and i just want to elevate it yeah you know i want to stand up on the piano and just scream yeah. at the top of my lungs you know but i'm sure there are times too and when you're sitting there and something hurts and you and you indulge yeah. it and i do too i mean yeah. you know you sit there and you go oh god like man my like you know I broke my toe and now I feel that in my knee and my, I mean, like just in a very physical way. Like, and like, and I, you know, you, you have these things that you carry with you that you just believe are your limitations. And I think, you know, a lot of figuring out life is figuring out how to, how to work with those and try and blast past them if possible, I guess. And it's still, I mean, I even think about it like when I'm watching say a basketball game on TV and I see somebody sprain their ankle. I mean, just rank it. Right. It's amazing. And my entire body goes, ah, I mean, I feel that pain, so I know yeah. I can feel that goodness, too. But then you see these guys, and they, 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 go, they strap a brace right. on, and they go play. They don't just go, they don't just go right. walk around. They go run and play the most physical, the, right. do the, some of the most physical things you can do. And I mean, if that's not proof, you know, granted, they're conditioned for it, but I, I think there are a lot of things that we need to condition ourselves for. Dude. Was the lights and buzz was was that one of the first songs that you wrote for, um, I guess for yourself to say yeah it's it's good to be alive and and bring and know that you're back you're back. It was it was the song I was writing in my head while I was in the hospital. Mm. Uh, the I'm making plans not to make plans while I'm here. By the way, fantastic line. Yeah, yeah. I. I uh, I had had that melody the, that's Christmas in California and it's hard to ignore that feels like summer all the time. Yeah. That was, uh, that was very much, you know, I couldn't, it was hard to write, but I had that, I had that little melody and, and those lyrics in my head. And the, when I came back to, and to stay with my parents at their house, um, I want to say, God, I, I feel like it might've even been, Part of me feels like it was in between treatments, but it might have been, it might have been after the stem cell. I'm not 100. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I sat down and and wrote that. Um, and yeah, it was it was the first song. It was the first song I wrote after receiving my treatment. I wrote the first. I wrote Diane in mm-hmm. the hospital the day after I was, you know, in New York City, like in, in, wow. in, the, in the very beginning. Wow. Um, but but uh, yeah, Diane the skyscraper from that Dear Jackie movie with lights and buzz was was the first thing um, after I got in treatment. And when did you decide you were going to do the Dear Jack Foundation? Was that shortly after two, or was it a? It sort of a decided of for me. I don't yeah. really know how else to explain it. I mean, it was. It I guess was, when did you really start it? Did you start like it six. two days later? Or yeah, okay, it was just, like oh six. It was yeah, like so it was. It was a couple years later. Yeah, no, I mean it was like probably right at the be- you know. Right at the like, I mean, if you got, right. I, I found out in May of '05, and oh, so it was right. probably yeah, right, right at the beginning of '06 that that it started becoming a thing. And we were doing these, we did these walks for Leukemia Lymphoma Society, the first thing, and had a lot of kids doing these homespun projects. So it was around '06 that we we you know started taking contributions and finding you know finding charities and organizations that were were doing good work uh, mm-hmm. for 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 people with cancer, and and, and yeah. that was kind of where it came from. And how do you raise money for it? Do you? 
through shows. We did okay. it uh, one of the first tours back. We donated all the money back okay. to the foundation. Um, and we, we're doing an annual show now. Uh, oh, which nice. started last year. We'll do it again this year in November at with, the El Rey. With other bands and yeah, stuff. Yeah, 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 right. yeah. yeah. This year it looks like uh, we're going to have a bunch of friends out with us. I think, nice. uh, I think uh, Nate from Fun and the Format yep. is going to come out. Uh, and, um, and then... Uh, uh, who else is coming? Uh, the Academy is guys are going to make a, oh, make yeah, you an know appearance as well. And, um, yeah, so that, I mean, that's been the thing I'm, I'm now, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm extremely motivated on this subject of, of young adult cancer, just like people from 15 to 39, you know, so you would not even as, you know, not even as young as you'd think when you say young right, adults, but yeah. this is this classification in the medical research world of young adults that have not seen an improvement in their survival rates in 30 years. Really? 30 years. You're talking about when you first graduate from high school, college, get married, yeah. have kids, get your first gig, you know, yeah. like yeah. prime of your life. And these are the people that, that have, are, are being the least researched in a lot of senses um, because there are a lot of difficulties that go along with researching people in this stage of their lives. Right. And there are also less instances of cancers for a lot of these age right. brackets. Right. So. We're trying to find a partner. I'm trying to find a hospital or a, or a, a you know an organization that will ra- raise the flag because it, you, more and more you run into people when you talk about this subject that medical research is like it, it's just so hard to do yeah. for these people, you know. And it's All like right. there's a 94% cure rate I think for ALL, which is the cancer that I had. But if you're in, if you're the age that I had when you got it, it it's more like a 50%, if really? not less. Yeah. You know, and, and yeah. so, and there just aren't therapies that are crafted specifically for this age bracket, and there need to be because this is a this is yeah. an important time of life. Well, it makes me crazy too that um, we are we're, there's so much cancer research. Really, there is a ton. There's tons, but there's still people out there developing the next controller for Xbox that has a blower on it so my hands don't sweat. And I'm thinking, you have all this talent. Right. You know, are we, do we really need a, a new controller that makes my hands less sweaty while I'm playing? <laughs> well, and, maybe. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> right. I, you know, I, mean, I know. But that's I where I come. Where's yeah, our priorities yeah, in the world? I that's all I'm saying. The yeah. category of people running. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. but, uh, but, 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 but I think there is a, there is a, uh, there's a reality that, like, you know, medical research happens because wealthy people step up mm-hmm. and, and, and say, well, we hear, we hear your call. Yep. We have dollars. We're going to fund this. I mean, that's the reality. I mean, there's public, okay. there's always public dollars. There's yep. all these things, but you know, there's a reason that, you know, that there are certain causes that just end up, people end up making progress with it. And it's right. because they, Money's. they become hot button, they become hot buttons and, 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 and you can go out and you can rally these people. So, I mean, truthfully, my goal is like, you know, to, to find, I, you know, a, a combination of really motivated people and an, and a, and a, yeah. and a source of, of people that have funds and, and, and want to make a difference to, to kind of get behind us and say, we're not going to let young adults be the, you know, this understudied and under, treated and undertaken care of right. uh, a group of humanity because right. this is a, such an important time sure. in their lives. Like we are going to find therapies that work for them, you know? And I, I think it's, I think it's time to do it. Do you still ever wake up? That's the, that's, that's the way to phrase the question. Do you still ever wake up? I do. do you, well, good, good deal. <laughs> thank, thank you for waking up thank every God. day. But do you wake up um, every day and if you have an ache, you kind of go, hope that's not cancer? No. Never. You're done with that? Never. I've, 
I've had over the course of the past five years, probably three or four scares. Um, it's so much so that now I, I just don't get scared. You know, I, you, you, the first couple are, are terrifying. You know, when you <clears throat> go to your general practitioner, I mean, I have a great general, you know, like a real, yep. a real doctor, a guy yep. that you sit, you go for a checkup and he sits with you for 45 minutes. Right. Oh yeah. <clears throat> you know, and I trust him with, I trust him. I just think he's great. Um, and so the couple of times that he's gotten worried enough to send me back to my oncologist, mm-hmm. um, those were, those were scary. That the, the cards you are, you are dealt, no matter, even in the ones in the future that we don't know about, right. are the cards you're dealt. And that's just what it's going to be. Because that's what I think I've come to in my life. Because I used to go to the doctor all the time. And finally, the yeah. doctor said, you know, if you have cancer, you probably aren't feeling it. Because yeah. it's such an insidious sort of a thing, right? And I went, oh. And then some, something inside me went, you just have to trust. And you have to have faith that you're in good hands, whatever that means. Yeah, I mean, I think it's that. And I think... I don't, I, I think it's, I think it's just a, you know, there's a reality, like, you know, something, you know, something will happen to everybody in, in their life, you yeah. know, and you're going to, you, know, <laughs> you know, but it's like, if you're going to, to spend any moment of your day caught up right. in your body, thinking about all the things that could be going wrong with it, rather than like doing something like, you know, getting on a bicycle and, you know, it's like, you know, or, or, or instead of, you know, picking up a French fry, eating a salad, you know what yep, I mean? It's exactly. like, it's like there are a million things we can do every day to feel better. And, yep. uh, you know, I think we're, there's a, there's a sort of a trajectory that, 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 you know, that has, has been played out in our, in our country in a huge way where everything we eat is full of preservatives and, yep. and, 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 you know, and we, we, we drive everywhere instead of walk and we do we do all these things yep. that are super unhealthy that it's like, I, I can understand why people feel sick all the time because they probably, there are things going on in their body that aren't right. natural, you know? So yeah. I just try it's to crazy. get as close to the natural as possible while I'm, you know, and, you yep. know, again, I, that's a, that's a constant battle and sometimes you're winning that's, and sometimes you're losing. Yeah. Right. The one song that I have to say thank you for, cause I assume it's helped everybody from, from cancer patients to people who have to find the salad instead of the french fries yeah. swim right yeah because i just love the idea of that we we're all we have life is such a struggle but we have to continue and, and make those better decisions if it's not hop on my bicycle to come interview right. you you know or 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 find the salad instead of the french fry place or call or call a friend who yeah, needs yeah, you or you exactly, know or any yes. you know or any of it yeah i mean and again you know swim was like you know i i, I don't you know it's it has a sage approach to it, but it's like I want to be clear. I am so far from that. You know what I mean? And I and I, I like, but I I think the thing that 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 drives me to write is is oftentimes this this desire uh, to be better. You know, and so like I like to say like a lot of times my songs are people catching me in my good moments. You know, sometimes sure. it's everything else that's a mess. You know, <laughs> but like with swim for me that was a moment where it was like, I just, I was, I was really unhappy. I was depressed. You know, I was, I was not sure of why I, I, I didn't feel better even though I had gotten better, you know? And, yeah. and, and I wanted to write something that was a reflection of, of maybe something I didn't even believe at the time. You know, like I, I think I wanted, I wanted to think to myself that I was this powerful person who could rise above all of these things, even though at that moment I was feeling quite the contrary, yeah. you know? Wow. And so I, I, it's almost as, you know, and the, and the good ones a lot of times are written 
you know, by through channeling, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like, you don't think about the words, you don't think about it. It's just, it's a flood of, of emotion and, and, and chords and melodies and all of these things. And maybe it's the message you need to hear, right? It's all the, I mean, most of the time that's what it is. It's not necessarily me. Like this is, this is my advice to you Mm -hmm. in a, in a, in a strange sense. This, it's, it's, it's a, 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 a universal advice to myself, yeah. you know, like, right, and, yeah. and that's what that was. It was like, dude, you have to swim. You know what I mean? It was like, right. it was, I was, I was kind of trying to encourage myself. Like, sure. don't, this is not the time to give up. Look at all that you've gotten through. Like, just keep going, you know? And, and it was very, I mean, in the, in that moment, it was very powerful. I mean, I remember writing that and Aaron, my tour manager was living with me and, 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 and obviously my wife and I, I called him like, you guys got to hear the song. Like, come on up here. Like, and I had it yeah. and I, and they all said, you know, and we sat down and I played it and played it for him. Um, yeah. And yeah, and it was powerful. Yeah. Well, th- thanks for writing the powerful stuff. So. Yeah, I do what I can. I appreciate your time. Seriously. Yeah, thank you for the time. I appreciate the questions. I, hopefully what we did is we uh, escalated some some life, you know? So that's what, I, that's what I'm trying to do. That's awesome. Right. No, it's a high of fun, man. It was good talking to you. Do you not love it? I hope you found it time well spent. I am happy to share it with you. Now, now, please, go ahead. Share it with others. And thanks. Thank you, thank you, thank you for reals. I know you're searching. Don't, don't stop. Don't, don't. Keep on scouring lyrics and songs and movies and books and anywhere, anywhere you can find inspiration. Because, and I know I'm still wrestling with this, you are worthy of love and a great life. Give and get. Listen in and share the goodness. I sign off sincerely, comma, Frank Jenks. Questioner, interviewer, searcher, hoper.